0: Good day and welcome to another episode of the International News Desk, whether you're tuning in on SL Podcasts at CL.ZA, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play or kane 967s Game Time. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Robertson. Of course, I'm not alone. Please welcome Mr. Kurt Buckerfield. Kurti, how are you, my friend? Good, Sean. How are you doing? Good, good, good. Uh, quite quite a bit going on, but Obviously, uh, all the talk on everyone's lips was uh, the PSG game against Al Nasser, um, more of a... Um, What's the word? Uh, how would you describe that game, Kurt? Um, yeah, I mean, football wasn't too great, but uh, it's good to watch.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, it was a way for so- sort of Saudi Arabia to flex that they can get all those superstars on the pitch at one time. Yes. We haven't seen in a very very long time mm. I, in fact doubt that we've ever seen neymar Mbappe, messi and ronaldo on the, on the field at the same time so mm. yeah it was i guess fun for those in attendance um i think the result was 5-4 um ronaldo scoring apparently he played pretty well so i didn't catch the the full 90 minutes but i did watch a, a decent um highlights clip and from what i saw ronaldo did pretty okay um, it was a combined 11 um players from al hilal and um al uh, what's the al Nasser. yeah um yeah and uh, psg obviously winning pretty comfortably they've got a, a very strong squad and they had a the player sent off i think in the first half as well yes yes towards um, the end was it towards the end towards the end of the first half yeah to, okay yeah. so um yeah pretty comfortable win obviously the the match didn't mean much but It was certainly a way for Saudi Arabia, I think, you know, for the federation at least to promote themselves. Um, They've got a big 2030 World Cup bid coming. Um, We know that Messi has already signed on as an ambassador for them. Um, It wasn't part of Ronaldo's deal when he joined El Nasser, but I think that inadvertently he does become sort of somewhat of an ambassador um, for the league, for the country and... um, yeah, obviously not a not a serious match, a um, 5-4 scoreline can hardly be a serious game, but like I said, probably a lot of fun for those who, who got to witness it.
0: Yeah, and we're, you know, in the beginning we were, we were sort of questioning, you know, how can you pay a player 200 million euros a year or 200 million pounds a year, but you start to see the bigger picture and it's it's
1: going to be money well spent, I think. Yeah, of course, it's all part of their big promotional campaign um, for the World Cup, so yeah, there were rumours that Ronaldo was getting paid extra to be an ambassador but the club Al Nasser then denied that um, but as I said um, through his relationship with the club now Ronaldo who will probably be at Al Nasser for the next two to three seasons um, it does put Saudi Arabian football on the map um, previously none of us were talking about it mm-hmm. and I think that um, it's very important for them as a country ahead of uh, 2030 like I just mentioned so yeah yeah um, it's, a, it's an interesting time, I guess, in football to see all these high-profile players going across there. Um, there's talk that a couple clubs in Saudi Arabia are interested in Messi. Um, there was a high-profile executive recently talking about it, saying that they would love to reunite Ronaldo and Messi, have them in the same league, mm. which would, of course, be huge for them. Um, so let's see what happens. Huge but expensive. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's
0: move on, Kurt. A very, very interesting story in terms of the financial f- fair play. Um, and UEFA have proposed a new ruling to. I guess it's uh, what's happening with Chelsea. Is that right? In terms of them issuing lengthy contracts to new signings.
1: Yes. So that process that process is called mortisation. And uh, what Chelsea are doing. So they've. Adopted a similar model to American sports Mm -hmm. where they hand out these lengthy contracts, seven and a half year deals, eight year deals. Um, And what that allows them to do is pay off a player's contract over a longer period of time, which means smaller amounts annually. Um, And that allows them to spend big in the short term. So it's it's an interesting strategy, but one that UEFA and I'm sure FIFA will be looking to stop. Um, I think it's 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 not. I, I don't know how strict the rule is, but I think that FIFA's at least uh, direction on player contracts is that they generally shouldn't be longer than five years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that there's a couple things to consider. I think that Todd Bowley and Clear Clark Capital, the uh, Clear Lake uh, Capital, the the two co-owners now of of Chelsea. They're trying to avoid losing players for free, like the situation they walked into when Antonio Rüdiger and Andreas Christensen left Mm -hmm. um, on free contracts, both signing for Real Madrid and Barcelona. Um, I think what they're trying to do is protect their assets. So they're giving these players lengthy contracts, which means that if they are ever going to sell them, if the player does maybe flop in a couple of seasons' time, what they can do is still guarantee that they'll get a transfer fee for that player. Um, obviously if a player has signed on a seven-year deal and he finds himself out of the team for the first two seasons or like I said if he doesn't do well mm. it still leaves Chelsea in a very strong position. They know that that player can't just see out his contract um, because he will still have another five years of sitting on the bench or not even being named in the squad. So it sort of eliminates that. Um, so I think they're just trying to protect themselves but it's it's not um, it's not all above board. I think it's sort of an accounting trick which we'll get onto more when we talk about Juventus mm. um, but yeah from what I've read FIFA and UEFA are trying to clamp down on that um, and I, I'm sure that they are looking to bring in an actual ruling to prevent clubs from from doing the same but um, right now it's just a loophole I don't think it's illegal mm. but it's definitely frowned upon um, and it's it's a weird situation for me because I don't think that uh I don't know, I, I struggle to understand why a young budding prospect like this, Mudrik now, this Ukrainian international who signed for Chelsea, mm. would want to get himself into such a long deal mm. um, considering the state of Chelsea, considering their history of hiring and firing, managers, uh, it's a strange one, but um, yeah, Todd Bowley, an American owner adopting a Mer- an American model, um, he's no stranger to American sports, obviously, he's got a think a couple teams or stakes in teams over there so Mm. yeah interesting yeah I can tell you that
0: uh Modric's agent has made some serious money there because that must have taken a lot of convincing to get a player to sign an eight and a half year deal um I do agree with you but but like you said surely it can work in the opposite direction in terms of if the player gets injured if he does find himself out of the starting 11 or starting squad he loses interest and not prepared to move you do get players like that we're just ride it out I guess I mean that's that could backfire I guess but you would hope being a professional that wouldn't be the case right
1: No, of course but it happens yeah I mean you would have played footballers with football with with players who saw this as a job um that's that's the nature of the sport I think we like to believe that all players are in it for the passion and that's not necessarily true yes Um, also Feelings can change. A player can go into the sport feeling incredibly passionate but then lose passion over time. So that happens and we've seen that with players where um, players like Mesut Ozil sort of took the power back from clubs which I kind of enjoyed to some extent. I was like, fine because clubs can sort of deal with players how they wish. They can just sort of kick a player out of the squad for a while, have him train with the reserves, treat them however they want. Whereas players sort of didn't have any power to take their careers into their own hands. And then mm-hmm. you saw players start to go, actually, I'll see out this deal. I'm cool yeah. without playing. Yeah. Um, Gareth Bale. doesn't matter Bale. to me. <laughs> yes, Gareth Bale, I'm just gonna make that money. Yeah. Um, which is something I sort of respected. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, an interesting one. But uh, I mean, since they came in, it was Wesley Fofana handed a, a seven-year deal. Uh, Benoit Badiashile now, who got signed in January, a seven and a half year deal. Modric, seven and a half year deal. Um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Never, it, It's been seen in football. Mm. I think Messi, in 2005, signed a nine-year deal with Barcelona. Um, and there's been a few players who have signed these long-term deals, um, quite a few players actually in Spain. But it's definitely not normalised, um, and I don't think that FIFA and UEFA are going to allow it to become normalised
0: yeah uh very very clever though but um like you say a little bit of a gray area Let, let's move on Curtis. um you did mention juventus a, a couple seconds ago um juventus have been deducted 15 points following an investigation into their past transfer dealings a development that has rocked Italian football and posted significant or posed
1: significant questions further afield what is going on okay so this is a very complicated story and i've Try to do as much reading and listening as i can on the subject to mm. understand it all very very complicated but basically the italian Football federation launched a probe in 2001 um, that looked into 62 player transactions across italy so it wasn't just juventus um this was between 2018 and 2020 um and this was this was because there were allegations that price tags, certain price tags of players, were inflated um, purposely to escape or to evade financial fair play rules. Mm-hmm. That was apparently kicked out of court until the, a prosecutor came forward with further evidence after looking at Juventus' books. And then it was decided almost immediately, it was all, this all happened in one day um that juventus were to not face only a nine point deduction like as was proposed so the prosecutor put forth this idea of a nine point deduction in Serie A for sort of accounting fraud um later that day they were slapped with a 15 point deduction taking mm-hmm. them from third in Serie A to tenth um which is of course a huge deal um so it's alleged that at juventus um a number of players, I think more than, it was around 23 players, were paid 90 million, um, obviously spread across the 23 players, 90 million euros in deferred wages, but off the books. Um, so this was during the pandemic when players took wage, wage cuts, so it's basically um, alleged that Juventus were giving their money back to those players, but uh, all sort of under the counter. Mm. Cristiano Ronaldo is one of the players who um is not involved per se, but is one of the players who were paid those defe- deferred wages under the counter. Uh, De Baler, Chiellini, Pjanic, Ramsey, and I actually read yesterday and this is probably one of the most interesting aspects of the story is that Chiellini actually sorry, two players at Juventus, um De Ligt and De Cilio, the, I think De Schilier doesn't play at Juventus anymore. De Ligt is obviously at Bayern. But they provided evidence of Chiellini explaining the scam to them, Ooh. which is scandalous. So, um, yeah, let's, let's see what happens there. I've read that players who knew, knowingly were complicit in this scheme, um, could face 30-day suspensions, but that only... Um, counts for the players playing in Italy, so I think Ronaldo in Saudi Arabia won't be punished, um, et, cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so it's a it's a big story. Um, obviously, Andrea Agnelli the former president, resigned last year. Yes, Pavel Nedved, the vice president, re- resigned um, after these investigations or amid these investigations. So, yeah, an interesting story. It's big, uh, big, big news.
0: Frightening. Yeah. So I see you just said that. Uh... Agnelli was handed a 24-month suspension, and Nedved, uh, eight-month ban as well. So, sure, that is hectic, eh? That is proper. Well, that's, uh, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Italians. But let's, uh, let's moving on. Let's move on somewhere closer to home. Let's talk about Lars Foster's move to Burnley. Um, epic, great news to wake up to. I think it was yesterday. I found out, um, or the day before, I think. But 22 years old. Um... It's, it's four and a four-and-a-half-year deal, I think, Kurt.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a a significant contract, um, four-and-a-half mm. years, especially for a team who are very likely to be promoted next season from the Championship. So, you know, South Africa could have a player playing in the Premier League next season, which is really exciting. exciting. Um, mm. But yeah, Lyle's had a good season. Um, he was playing at Westerloo in Belgium. I think 12 contributions in 21 games this season. Mm-hmm. Um, company was adamant that he wanted to sign him, Vincent Company, former Manchester City player, who's obviously manager of Burnley. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they were they were insistent on the deal. Um, Westerloo wanted to keep him, but um, Burnley fought pretty hard to to wrap up his signature, which I think it was announced on Wednesday, yesterday. Um, yes, was, yeah. So very very exciting for a South African, or from a South African perspective. Um, and for him, of course, we we know he's a talent. Obviously, he was he was on the books of Monaco from a young age, playing in Portugal, mm. um, the the, the stinted Pirates. So it's exciting. It's it's really exciting. Yeah,
0: and to think he's only 22. Um, this is very very exciting for everyone involved, I guess, because yeah. it's it's been a while since we've had a South African success story in the Premier League.
1: Yeah, we we thought we were going to get that with Percy Tao at Brighton. Um, it didn't quite work out that way, unfortunately, but. Yeah, um, let's hope that La Foster gets off to a good start. Um, Burnley, I think, are... they are Yeah, 62 points after 28 games. Um, Sheffield United are second on the log with 57 points. And then third, there's a big, big gap between first and third. Mm. Third have 44 points. So that's a pretty substantial lead for Burnley. Um, wow. And uh, it looks like they should get promoted. company has done excellently well since um, being named as their manager. He's mm. a... Um, a a disciple of uh, or pupil of Pep Gordiola, of course so the football they play is is very unburnly like if you think of the Sean Dyche teams yes. of the past um, yes. it's attractive football um, a lot of movement a lot of passing so it's exciting to see um, and uh, will be interesting yeah uh, to see how Lyle Foster fits into that
0: yeah absolutely fun fact Kurt Turf Moore is where Sean Roberts made his debut for Sheffield Wednesday 21 years ago what a story Crazy. story! Frightening. That's incredible. Yeah, you sound sarcastic. But anyway... No, 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 I mean it. Okay, I'll take it. Oh, that's f***ing incredible. Uh, <laughs> thanks, brother. <laughs> Cody, anything else we should be keeping our eyes and ears open for in the coming week?
1: Uh, No, a few FA Cup fixtures to look out for now. Um, yeah. Barcelona into the semi-final of the Copa del Rey. United at least with one um, one foot in the uh, Carabao Cup final after their first leg semi-final win over Nottingham Forest but no um, let's just uh, the, 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 obviously the transfer window ends soon yeah. so I'm sure there will be some movement from now until then mm-hmm. Um yeah, let's see if uh, Chelsea continue their spending spree. I'm sure they will.
0: Curdy, thank you so much. And that is how we wrap up today's episode of the International News Desk. So whether you have been listening on SL Podcasts, or Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Maki King 96.7's Game Time, thank you for tuning in. I've been your host, Sean Roberts. And of course, Mr. Kurt Buckfield. Thank you, my friend.
1: Cheers, Sean. Thanks, man.